Startle us, O God, with your truth, that we may behold, adore, and be drawn once again into the mystery of the Word made flesh. You may have noticed that the Christmas story in Matthew and Luke feels a lot different than the Christmas story in John's Gospel. Earlier this afternoon, we enjoyed the annual and much-beloved Christmas pageant. This year, for the first year, uh, brought to us over live stream. Twenty-so of our children took their role as magi and shepherds, angels and star and the holy family, enacting the story as told by Matthew and Luke. This passage from John's Gospel, on the other hand, is almost impossible to visualize, much less for our little ones to act out for us. Could you imagine a Christmas pageant with John 1 as the script? Where are we in this story? As I've been reflecting on this day, I can't help but think back to Christmas morning when I was a little guy. We would get home from the midnight candlelight service. Do you remember when the candlelight service was at midnight? Um, So we'd get home and I'd be all amped up in anticipation and my sisters and I would each have our separate Christmas Eve tasks. As the man of the unit, it was my duty to clear the back porch to make a safe helipad of sorts for Santa's sleigh. While I was doing this, my sisters would be inside finishing, preparing a five-star meal of carrots and celery for Santa and the crew. Ah, the preparations for Santa. In some ways, this kind of feels like Advent. Preparing the house, making space in our hearts, in our lives, for God's outpouring love to come in and fill us. So the preparations are made, and it's at that time my parents would utter that impossible, totally impractical, preposterous command. Maybe you heard this preposterous command when you were little. It goes like this. It's time to go to bed. What? My sisters and I would look at one another, slack-jawed and mystified that we now had to go to sleep. We had to wait until the morning. The shepherds and the wise men in Matthew and Luke's gospel all set out on their journey, prompted by the celestial signs of angel and star, and they make their way to the stable. And I, at 4235 Ashington Drive, would lay at the top of the stairs and count down the minutes until the sun had risen. And as it first peaked over the horizon, I'd barrel into my sister's rooms, Wake up, wake up, it's Christmas, wahoo! And we would all careen down the stairs, all but toppling one another, and go and find the gifts for us. I'm wondering if you've ever been the child at the top of the stairs, giddy with energy, fizzing with excitement, just ready for the new day to dawn. The greatest gift in the world is coming. The Christ child is being born. And yet the Old Testament is clear. You must wait for him. 
The most precious gifts in the world must be anticipated and waited for expectantly, longed for with every fiber of our being. And oh, how 2020 has felt like a year of waiting. We've waited and waited and waited. We've waited for this thing to pass. We've waited for a returning sense of normalcy. And now we ache and long and make our song, as I think I said last week, come thou long expected vaccine. All of society waiting like an anxious child, ready to careen down the stairs and open the gift of healing and hope. In some ways, that's how we in the church see Christmas too. We travel the entire year, we wait and we pray and we prepare ourselves until the moment arrives, the moment that we're here celebrating together this evening. We go out into the world in service and in mission and we say to the sleeping world, wake up, wake up, don't be downcast. Hope is on the horizon. New beginnings are underway. The death and suffering that you've known God is now making all things new. Unto us this day a child is born. The holy gift is unwrapped. Wake up, wake up. Now the light is upon us. We grab anyone and everyone and bring them down the stairs with us. And so, yes, we here this evening know what it's been like to have tumbled down the stairs. The sun will rise and we are ready like the wise men and the shepherds and Mother Mary and bewildered Joseph. We are here to open the gift of new life and to receive Christ for another year. But let me offer you another image for this day, another take on this image, an image that comes more from the heart of John's gospel that we've just read together. Remember that great line from verse 14? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. What if, what if we aren't the child at the top of the stairs waiting to head down and enjoy the gift of Christ? What if the child at the top of the stairs is Christ? What if he's the one who can't wait to come among us to enjoy us and treasure us? What if he's the one who can't sleep, the one who has waited for all of history to come among us, the one who longs to be with us and can't wait for the first light of dawn so that he can finally tumble down the stairs from heaven to earth? John chapter 1 makes me wonder, what if Christ isn't the gift that we open this Christmas? What if we are the gift to him? It's he who wants to be with us, to cherish us, to enjoy us, to hold us as if we were the thing he's longed for from time immemorial. What if we saw our lives that way? What if we saw our neighbor in this light as someone with whom Christ is dying to be with and enjoy as the gift that they are? Each of the last five or so Christmases, New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof, who incidentally is also an Episcopalian, 
Um, Christoph has interviewed prominent Christian thinkers, pastors, and activists. This year, he spoke with the progressive evangelical Jim Wallace, who was the founder of the Sojourners Movement and Magazine, also the author of the book many of us here at St. Anne's read together, um, America's Original Sin. Given the year that it's been, Christoph's questions took a more political tone, discussing issues on both the right and the left, diving into Wallace's own incongruous identity as a progressive evangelical. At one point, he asked Wallace outright if he thinks Jesus was a person of color. Of course, says Wallace, blue-eyed Jesus really only exists in white churches. Jesus wasn't a white guy. And so for Wallace, the issues facing us in this moment, issues like racialized policing, voting rights, gerrymandering, all the issues that we've seen bubble up in 2020, these aren't political issues. No, no, no. Jesus has ached and longed at the top of the stairs to tumble down and uncover the divine image in every last one of us. But Wallace might remind us that the eternal word assumed, bullied, and exiled, and neglected flesh. Christoph ends his Christmas interview with the same question each year. I consider myself a Christian, he says, for I admire Jesus' teaching, but I doubt the virgin birth, resurrection, and other miracles. And it does seem complicated to be a Christian who questions the resurrection. So, am I a Christian, he asks. Many of us might be able to identify with Christoph's doubts. Many of us here this evening might have our own questions about the angels actually showing up and announcing glory to the world or the star in the sky. And most of all, maybe the virgin birth. Are we Christians? Well, perhaps John 1 can guide our answer. Perhaps being a Christian is just letting ourselves be Christ's gift. Letting your own life be a mystery to you and something of a discovery and an, and an adventure as you uncover how the Eternal One has found in you layer upon layer of gift and goodness and worth. And to let that answer become true for us we're invited to find in others that it's true for them. Our spouses or our partners, a depth of complexity and mystery and gift, Christ's gift. Our children, in their own complexity and contradiction even, their untold layers of gift waiting to be articulated, trying to be articulated. And yes, the black body, the fragile earth, the evicted, the rejected, Christ's gift, truly Christ's gift, those worthy of God tumbling down the stairs for them. 
after this difficult journey through 2020, maybe this Christmas in our fatigue, in our longing, in our separation, maybe this Christmas we leave the heavy lifting to Christ and we share in his work by letting ourselves be his gift, allowing our neighbor and our planet to be Christ's gift. Maybe not the best script for a Christmas pageant, but certainly not a bad script for our lives. This text puts a set of simple and yet probing questions before us. Can you believe that your life is a gift God created out of joy and a gift that God wants to enjoy forever? Can you let yourself be a gift to God? Because God is at the top of the stairs and today he's tumbling down full of excitement and joy and life and he wants to be with you. No auditions required for a part in this act. No costumes, no lines to memorize. Just let it be so. Amen.